Hello, this is Eli Alderwish, and I'm going to be reading Matthew chapter 5, um, verse 1 to 9. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to a mountainside, and he sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach um, them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, and for they will become comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled and blessed with are the merciful. For they will be shown mercy, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Well, before we jump into this morning's message, I want to provide an opportunity, as we do every single week, to provide us an opportunity just to pause. And this could be an opportunity for you to just sit to breathe, slow down your breathing, and invite Jesus to speak to you today. We're going to be continuing in our Beatitude series, looking at the Beatitude today. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Before we do that, take a moment, let's be still, and then we'll jump in. And so, Jesus, we thank you that you are with us. You're not absent. And so I pray that you would speak to us as we listen now. Might you soften our hearts and might your spirit move, we pray. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, back on June the 7th of 2020, I interviewed a fellow pastor in town by the name of Michael Harris. And I interviewed him following the death of George Floyd. And what was coming to the face and kind of to the public's attention was the reality of racial injustice in our country and in our society. With the subject of today's beatitude, blessed are the peacemakers, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to invite Michael back in and have him share with us a little bit more about how he understands blessed are the peacemakers and how you and I can apply this beatitude in our lives. And so now we're going to switch to the interview in which I sit with Michael and ask him a number of questions, once again, helping us understand the beatitude from Jesus today. Well, Michael, the last time we were together, uh, remember it was June 4th, we actually did the interview, and then it was part of our June 7th service for Church of the City. Um, And we were talking about racial injustice, which was following the death of George Floyd. I want to know now, what are your thoughts currently about this ongoing conversation about racial injustice in our culture, and how has the conversation continued, if it has at all, in your perspective? Uh, definitely has. First of all, shout out to Church of the City. I love you guys. Um, and thank you for inviting me, bro. Uh, it has definitely continued, um, maybe not on the macro level that everyone wants, but I think change usually happens on the micro level, mm-hmm. on, on the individual basis. And so um, me personally, um, I was not looking for a massive kind of shift in society. Right. But in terms of, God, what do you want me to do? 
right? Um, what are you trying to do with me, uh, with my household, uh, or with my church community? And so I think for myself, uh, the conversation has definitely um, continued, and I think us having this conversation today is just bearing witness to that. Mm. Uh, so much of the conversations that we had um, uh, together, and I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful for you reaching out uh, to me, um, seeing how I was, um, for us having the conversations uh, that we had and continue to have. And so um, I, I was just telling our church community uh, last weekend that, you know, God specializes in redeeming things. Mm. That's what he specializes in. Yeah. Right? And so um, the George Floyd situation, as horrific as it has been, um, uh, God is yet still reigning above this and saying, okay, I'm, I'm, for those who have ears to ear mm. and hearts to be open, uh, this is what I'm choosing to do. Uh, this is what I'm, I'm going to be doing. And so I've seen really his redemptive work in my heart. Mm. Um, and I've seen his redemptive work in some of the relationships that have formed out of that. Uh, you and myself, um, there's another pastor in town that has really, um, we've just become brothers mm. after this. So God, God, God is taking this, these ashes literally, and you know what he does? He's bringing beauty out of it, right? And um, so I'm, I'm grateful. Once again, I'm not really focused, my focus, and not really on the macro in terms of, well, how is society shifted? We know that in society, things get hot for a minute, and then they go cold. Hmm. Um, but but I, I think that um, for, for me and, and, and for some others that I, 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 you know, in community with, we've definitely seen the redemptive work of God um, in motion. Right. Since since June. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. one of the things we talked about in that first conversation was the importance of relationship. And so Absolutely. It's, it's neat to hear how that is something that is happening. Uh, one of the reasons I want to invite you to be part of our Beatitudes series, uh, specifically the Beatitude today, Blessed are the Peacemakers, is that racial injustice is one example of the lack of peace. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the question came up around racial injustice and the lack of peace in our culture. Why is there a lack of peace? Mm -hmm. And one of the beauties of understanding the story of God that we have in the scriptures is understanding that in creation, Genesis 1 and 2, there is peace. That's right. And at the end, Revelation 21 and 22, there will be peace. That's right. And we live in, in the, the middle of that. And the result of uh, humanity's rebellion against God in the very beginning leads to the lack of peace, which is the opposition. We have a, someone in opposition to us being Satan. That's right. But then we also live in opposition to God, rebelling against him, which leads to a lack of of peace in our culture, I wondered if you could maybe provide with for us some examples of other areas of the lack of peace that you see in our culture outside of, of the lack of racial peace. Politics? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Let's go to the big one right yeah. now. Uh, politics, I think that we see how divisive um, uh, the culture has become. Um, and, you know, politics is always a, a divisive kind of uh, an, an area, but we see that, that it's become divisive to the point of, you know, in, on January 6th where people are actually storming government buildings, right? Yeah. right? Yep. So I think that um, all around us um, in this time, um, there is an unrest 
Uh, there is a social, um, people are wanting, I I'm sure, in, in, their, in their spirit to say, when they see something, for example, what happened in, in, in Washington, like, how did we get here? Yeah. Right? How did yeah. we get here? And yeah. how can we keep this from happening again? And, um, you know, we were talking before in terms of in the Garden of Eden, as you were referring to, uh, the first kind of uh, disruption uh, that sin brought was between us and, and, and God, right? Adam and Eve, and, and the separation, yeah. which is what sin does uh, from God. Um, and then the next major thing that we see is Cain and Abel. Mm. And Cain, mm. you know, uh, killing his brother, right? And so we see the separation now happen between men, between men and, 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 and between, between, you know, um, children, between, between families. And so the, uh, that, that rift, that, that, that lack of peace, unfortunately, has always been there, as you said, because as a result of the fall, and we see it. Um, it's very evident in our yeah. society right yep. now that we're living in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, it's, I find it so fascinating that he highlights peacemakers. And if we look at the order of the Beatitudes, we see here that there's blessed are those who mourn, the second Beatitude. Mm -hmm. And part of that is mourning the brokenness that we see in, in our culture. Right. In addition to mourning our own brokenness Absolutely. apart from God. Absolutely. We then get to another beatitude that says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we talked about in that beatitude how that's not just the longing for our right standing with God or our justification, but that's also the longing for their ultimately to be justice in the world, which involves peace. And so here we come to this beatitude, yeah. blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Yeah. And so if we look at the order of the Beatitudes and we look at the meaning of what Jesus is, is addressing there, what he's addressing is that peacemakers are those who make peace between people. So if peacemaking and peacemakers are those who make peace between people, why do you think, why do you think Jesus lists that as part of his Beatitudes and as part of his vision of the good life? I mean, that's what we've been really referencing as far as these Beatitudes. I mean, this is Jesus' vision of the good life. So why does he mention peacemakers as part of his vision? So good, bro. Um, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of a quote by uh, Tony Evans. And he says, you know, kingdom citizens bring the culture of heaven into the chaos of earth. Hmm. And so Jesus is talking about peacemaking here. And there's so many different ways that it could go, right? Um, but I, I, I do believe that he's almost going back to, um, going back kind of to the beginning in terms of this whole Cain and Abel thing, in terms of there's a rift now between Jew and Gentile. There's a rift now between black and white. There's a rift now between different ethnicities or cultures. Mm. And he's just like, you know what? Mm. I am now um, setting up a kingdom whose citizens are now becoming bridges and, 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 and where there are rifts and divisions, they are going with my spirit. And I find it so interesting that he says they will be called the sons of God. And then later in Romans, uh, Paul, Paul is like, those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. And wow. I found, I'm, I'm meditating on these two texts, yeah. right? I'm just like, so what are you saying? 
So it's as we are led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, and a fruit of the Spirit, of course, is peace. And it's not that there is a lack of um, tension, uh, a lack of tension, or a lack of like everybody is getting along. But no, it's that it's the presence of Jesus. It's the presence of compassion. It's the presence of of of, of forgiveness. It's the presence of it's bringing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the table, right? Uh, in the midst of tension, in the midst of maybe not understanding um, um, people culturally or cultural differences. So Jesus is saying the peacemakers are those who, 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 who what I see him saying, are those who are, are taking his spirit, uh, the attitude of the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and deploying that attitude into the, the, the culture, a culture that is so filled with division. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at you as, as, my, as, as my brother, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking at you as my sister. I'm looking at, at, at you as, you know, he said, you know, who is your neighbor? I'm looking at you as, as, that, as that person that I'm supposed to look out for now, regardless of culture, regardless yeah. of, of, of differences, all of a sudden, I'm called to be a peacemaker in terms of I'm called to bring the presence, the, the fragrance, the culture of God's kingdom yeah. uh, into, into what is a broken world. Yeah. Well, and, and, and part of that is the prerequisite for truly understanding this type of peacemaking that Jesus is talking about is experiencing the peace that we gain mm-hmm. uh, through Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. th- that's been one of the things that's really kind of been a turning reality for many of us in our own culture as we look at these Beatitudes, understanding blessed. I mean, we have a very, very different understanding of blessed yeah. as in our culture compared to what Jesus is talking about here. And what we've come to understand is that the blessed person is somebody's um, total character, their, their total identity has been changed because of their relationship with God that regardless of their circumstances, they are still understanding that they are happy, they are blessed, they are finding contentment. So how does experiencing peace, um, peace through God by Christ, mm. how does that change mm. how we understand peacemaking Preacher. here? So, uh, Romans 5, we've been justified by faith. Uh, now we have peace with God. And so we understand that the peace uh, that, 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 that we have been given <laughs> freely, it's a gift of grace, mm. right? Yep. Nothing that we could earn, <laughs> nothing that we could go to work for, but, but, but God through Christ reconciled us because of love. Yeah. The whole motive is love. Yeah, for God so and loved. For God so loved. Yeah. That's the motive for everything. Yeah. And so now um, the, 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 the motive that we have, um, the, the, the mindset that we have is fueled by compassion. It's fueled by love, first of all. And, 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 it, and it is in, in saying, well, you know what? Because I've been adopted into a family freely um, because I've become a, 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 a son and a daughter of God freely. Yeah. How can I not um, look at uh, another person through the lens of grace, uh, through the lens of mercy, through the lens of, okay, uh, if there's division or if there's cultural, um, you know, uh, cultural uh, traditional uh, roadblocks that have been set up. How can how can I look at this 
and, and, and apply the same grace that's been given to me, apply yeah. the same compassion that's been given to me, uh, and walk. Because at the end of the day, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is the same spirit, Amen. the same DNA that we yeah. have. So if he's a reconciler, and he is, yeah. then we, by default, <laughs> already have the spirit of reconciliation living in us. And it's just a matter of, of recognizing and saying, okay, I can, I actually, I'm actually called to be a, a reconciler. Like, yeah. I'm actually called to, like, this is my identity. Yeah. We talked here about the, the prerequisite to understanding peacemaking as we find peace with God through yeah. Christ. We are then commissioned and called and commanded to be peacemakers because of the peace of the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. How does the peacemaking of Christ, what, what, how is his vision of peacemaking different than the world's? Because there is this call for peace, for justice. But how does the approach of Christ differ from the world's? And why is it good news? So he, he meets a, a Samaritan woman who's been caught up in a crazy lifestyle at a well, peacemaking. Mm. He goes to uh, the home of a tax collector who's been written off by society, peacemaking. Wow. Right? Um, he, 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 um, when we, the radical um, uh, conversations and the radical encounters that people had with Jesus I believe are all examples of his peace, of his reconciliation, right? right. Of his actually saying, I'm, I'm coming after you with, 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 with the kingdom, with the kingdom. And so what, what happens is that, you know, the woman at the well or Zacchaeus, what happens is that they, they catch a, um, a, a glimpse of a greater way. Yeah. And so what I love about Jesus and that's why um, even, you know, we were talking about macro and micro. Jesus worked a lot on the micro. Mm. So he worked a lot on the one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. right? He's having these encounters with people or small groups of people. And he's saying these encounters, I believe he's saying these encounters are actually going to produce peacemakers. Mm -hmm. Because as people experience my grace, um, they are going to be able to share. And the woman said, come and see this guy, this peacemaker. Mm -hmm. He's not even supposed to be talking to me. Yeah. For a few reasons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? For a few reasons. But here he is, and he's, 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 he's bringing peace. He's bringing something uh, that is not just a treaty, uh, not just words on a paper, but he's bringing an encounter that is shifting her whole experience, mm -hmm. her whole life. And so I think that we are actually called to do those same things. I think that it comes down, it not comes down to, but uh, instead of focusing kind of on macro, I think if we, fo if, if we have a focus on, well, how are my relationships just uh, maybe with coworkers who are different than me? Yeah. Right? Or uh, maybe with neighbors who are different than me. Yeah. Uh, how, how, what is God calling me? What kind of maybe uncomfortable? Come on. Because I think peacemaking is also going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It's going to take yeah. us into well, God those... the Son had to put on human flesh. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's right? uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it takes us to those, uh, those, those uh, yeah, that Samaritan well situation where, well, these are people that I, I, I maybe have never hung around. And the crazy thing about that, that story is that he hung out there for three days. Mm. 
with the disciples in Samaria, where they're like, dude, like. Yeah, we learned we learned a couple weeks ago. Jews would travel around Samaria Preach. to avoid any interaction Preach. with Samaritans. So here, here is Jesus Preach. in Samaria. With his disciples. Yeah. And so those brothers must have been like, what is really going on? <laughs> right? They're yeah. like, what is going on? But he's saying, this is how, this is how. Nobody this tweet this out sort of thing. No one tweeted yeah. it out. That's it. I, yeah. I won't be quiet. Be yeah. quiet. Exactly. And so it's, so it's so good that we have Jesus as our blueprint, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I recognize that, you know what, it's, it's not necessarily comfortable, um, but, 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 it, but it's kingdom, and it's, that's what changes things. Mm-hmm. And so those, those one-on-one encounters are huge. Yeah. How, I, how I treat my neighbors who are different than me, how I, how I treat my, my, uh, my, 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 my church members who might be different than me, like those one-on-one encounters are, are huge, and I think those are... Those are avenues where God is just, I want to, I want to bring the fragrance of my people. Yeah. Like I want to bring like an encounter that's going to bring peace. That's going to bring a, a reconciliation between brothers. I love that. When I was, when I was on sabbatical, I came across this um, acrostic from this pastor and it was, the acrostic is liar. And what liar stands for is low information to action ratio. And mm. what he was identifying was that we can know so much on a macro level about things but we have no power on the macro things. But where we have power is on the micro things. Yeah. And so what he was saying is, I want to get away from the, as much as it can be helpful to have the knowledge of that. But he's like, if I have more knowledge about, I, I use the example of COVID, where it's like, if I know how many COVID case numbers are in Canada, but I don't know if my neighbor has COVID. There you go. If I don't know if there's somebody within our church family that's struggling go. in these areas. Like, that's where I have influence. That's where action can be taken absolutely right absolutely absolutely and i think you know a lot of times people we we look at the macro and just like oh well how could this ever change right mm-hmm. um and as just to to really back up what you're saying i think jesus is always calling us to you know what i'm just looking at it for a mustard seed yeah relationship yeah <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm looking at that. It might seem small to you, but but what the fruit of that oh, and how it will how it will you know harvest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. I want to read a couple of passages from Isaiah, and these are going to be on the screen about the future kingdom when peace will be restored. First, from Isaiah nine verse seven, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And then Isaiah eleven six to 9. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I want to ask you a couple of questions about these texts. How are these texts good news to you as a follower of Jesus, as a pastor, 
and also as a black man. Can combine them all, bro. It's good to know the end of the story. Mm. Right? And so here we are in this in-between, and there's so many tensions. Um, but I'm grateful that I already know that there's a championship trophy. Well, it's already won. Yeah. Right? And so we're going through um, these different tensions, uh, these different um, experiences, some of us with racism, uh, some of us with abuse, some of us with injustice. We're going through all these different things, but, 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 but there is, there is a, a, an end game, an end goal that is in sight, and I'm so grateful that Scripture provides us with that picture. And so, um, as 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 a pastor, as a black man, uh, as a as a husband, and as a father, my my mission then becomes mm. <laughs> um, uh, um, sharing that story, and hopefully, uh, um, by by something that 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 how I live, uh, how how we how we teach, uh, we are leading people to be part of this vision. Yeah. ourselves, our families, yeah. um, our, 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 our church communities to be part of that vision. And as, as you know, we talked about as it is in heaven, um, we, we know that, that that begins here and it begins with these conversations and what God has been doing. Um, but I'm so grateful to know that he shows a picture of harmony, of what, what, mm. what, what is actually going to take place yeah. um, as, as the, the, the peace is increased, yeah. right? As a piece, the relational um, koinonia is, yeah. is, is increased. Well, and in the midst of injustice, in the midst of a lack of peace, we can know that this will not go on forever. It's, it's good to know. It's good to know that injustice, will, it's good to know that COVID will not be forever. Yeah. And, and, but when we're in it, it seems like eternity, right? Yeah. So it's good to know that even when we look at um, racial injustice and what's happened in the past 40 years, um, even though there. <laughs> There have been times that things have slipped back. But, but we know that, you know what, what was the, some of the things that my parents went through, for example, I'm not necessarily walking through the exact same thing. Mm. Um, I might be coming face to face with other things. So yeah, it doesn't, it's so good to know that it doesn't last forever. Right, and so Paul always has, you know, even in in so much of his epistles, he's always having this this forward view in terms of, you know, our 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 momentary pain and our eternal gain. Like he wants us as believers to know that what we're wow. going through, whatever yeah. we're facing, yeah. is not the end all and the be all. And so I'm grateful for those scriptures uh, pointing pointing out the truth yeah. of, of 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 how the kingdom will be fully revealed. Yeah, yeah. I want to switch gears a bit and talk about applying this beatitude. And to do so, I want to start by quoting a guy by the name of Esau McCulley in his book, Reading While Black, uh, subtitle, African-American Biblical Interpretation as an Exercise in Hope. He says this about biblical peacemaking. Biblical peacemaking is the cessation of hostilities between nations and individuals as a sign of God's inbreaking kingdom. Peacemaking involves assessing the claims of groups in conflict and making a judgment about who is correct and who is incorrect 
Peacemaking, then, cannot be separated from truth-telling. It involves calling injustice by its name. Moderation or the middle ground is not always the low key of righteousness. Beyond naming that there has to be some vision of the right of wrongs and the restoration of relationships. The calls to peacemakers is the call for the church to enter, and we've already talked about this, the messy world of politics and point toward a better way of being human. Now, sort of politics aside, I want to broaden this. According to Macaulay, there are four elements to being a peacemaker. Truth-telling, righting wrongs, restoration of relationship, and pointing to a better way of being human. With these things in mind, what do you feel are the next steps forward for accomplishing racial peace and then in general? It's a big question, bro. Big question. I think that, um, you know, as I, hear, as, I, as I hear what he's written, um, it, it, it reminds me of the uncomfortable spaces. Mm. Um, so, uh, but, I, but I like to... I like to simplify things. Mm-hmm. Please do. <laughs> so, um, man, uh, Jesus was good at breaking bread. And when we can't do that now, but when <laughs> <laughs> he was good at taking some of the simple relational aspects of everyday living and making them kingdom transactional. Mm. And I think that as we look for, if, if, if I, you know, uh, at the start of each day, I'm surrendering this day to, to, to Holy Spirit and saying, like, Spirit of God, like, lead me today. Mm. Um, uh, look into my heart. Um, you know, we will find those transactional moments um, where we are entering into maybe another culture, whether it be from white to black or from black to white. Um, entering into the culture, and we are beginning this process of, of um, repairing that Cain and Abel thing, right? Like becoming, becoming. Fan- What's amazing about the gospel is that we are actually a family. Mm. And I love. I think it's Ephesians three, where, where Paul says, "I'm praying this on you know on behalf of the whole family in heaven and on earth," wow. right? And so when, once we begin to kind of reorient ourselves to the kingdom uh, and, 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 and to what Jesus is saying, and, and we, we, we take the, uh, you know, the kind of our, our own cultural blinders off and you say, you know what, Matt is white, but that's my brother. Hmm. The blood has done something deeper than, than anything else could yeah. ever do. Yeah. Right? Um, Michael is black, but that's my brother. Um, will we always see eye to eye and everything? No. But I don't see eye to eye with everything with my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we, we enter into, yeah. we have tough conversations. We, 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 we have, um, 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 you know, the, 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 but, but, but at the same time as I'm having tough conversations, I'm breaking bread. Um, um, we're going for we're going for for rides. Like we're doing. We're actually living 
as, as a family. And I'm just like, we're, we're a family. And so I think when we, when we come back to the, the blueprint of Jesus and, you know, he's calling and commissioning peacemakers. Yeah. Commissioning peacemakers. I, I do believe that it is, um, you know, a, a generation that recognizes um, that DNA that we are brothers and sisters. And yes, there are differences, and yes, there are, are, are different things culturally that have happened to different people, but if I can have empathy then for my family member because they're going through this, then it changes everything. Yeah. I have compassion. It changes everything. So um, I, I, I like what he's saying, and I, I think that as we find those small moments in the day Mm-hmm. That Holy Spirit is always going to provide. Mm-hmm. When, 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 we, when we look for them, we'll see that he's providing. Yeah, you know what? I want you to, to, to talk to this person or to, 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 to maybe reach out to this person. Man, when you reached out to me, bro, it was huge. Mm-hmm. And it was a shift. It was a shift mm-hmm. in, our, in our friendship. It was a shift in our relationship. And I, I'm so grateful that you just reached out. And sometimes it's just reaching out. And mm-hmm. just saying, hey, like, um, you know, how are you guys doing? Yeah. How are you guys doing? So whether it be in a, 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 um, you know, a cultural context in terms of if something like uh, George Floyd happens, um, like I, I, I had you and, and there was a couple other of my brothers who, who my, my white brothers who reached out to me and said, bro, how are you doing? Mm. And that was huge for me. Yeah. Don't, we, we don't have all the answers. Yeah. But compassion makes a difference. Yeah. Empathy makes a difference. Yeah. And so the, I think that's how we bring change is just being really sensitive to the voice of Holy Spirit um, when he's asking us to maybe step into uncomfortable spaces. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, the author is really referring to in terms of it's going to be uncomfortable spaces. Yeah. There might be some truth telling in terms of, you know what, I don't understand uh, I don't understand everything about black culture. That's cool, man. Like, all right, we, we can run with that. Like, I don't understand everything about black. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's huge, right? So, but we can, we can as, we, as we are open with each other and honest and vulnerable, man, the kingdom flows. Mm. The kingdom flows. Yeah. And so um, that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, and there's a re- the reality there, right? We talked, the truth telling is that you got to be open to the uncomfortable conversations and what people might be interested to hear, our church family might be interested to hear this morning, is that we've entered into what some would say is an uncomfortable conversation oh, yes. with, the, with the chief of police. <laughs> yes. So following our last uh, time together interviewed, um, we got in contact with the chief of police. And we've had uh, half a dozen, you've had a couple more than I have because of my sabbatical, but um, half a dozen conversations with uh, Chief Gord. And... I, I, I found it really interesting at one time he said, you know, I saw your guys, I, I hope he doesn't mind me quoting him here, but he said, I saw you guys in my schedule for today and I was excited about it. Maybe, maybe share a little bit here about some of the nature of this peacemaking that has been part of our conversations with the, with the Guelph Chief of Police. So good, bro. So, um, you know, um, Matt, sets up, you set up this conversation, bro, um, with uh, Zoom, with the Chief of Police, and truth-telling me, um, I think that was July, mm-hmm. I, had my, I had my agenda, <laughs> right? I have my agenda in terms of, well, what are you doing for, what, 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 for the black community and this? I have, I, I'm coming to that conversation right. with my okay. agenda. And then as the chief begins to talk, 
And um, what happened was a disarming, bro. Wow. Because I did not expect him to approach the conversation in the, the spirit that he did. And the Holy Spirit is all of a sudden telling me, brother, put down your note in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Chief is like, you know what? I want to get to know you guys. So here you go yeah. again. So here is um, the Chief now um, giving a kingdom principle. Yeah. Being a peacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> so even, even before getting to some of the issues that, you know, are pressing in it, he's just like, who are you? Yeah. He's sitting down with yeah. me at the well. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was powerful. I remember, I remember as you talked about that shift, like that moment in that conversation, yes, we finished that first call in prayer. Like, That's right. It was powerful. That's right. And he wants to keep the conversation going. And yeah. while well, he has kept the conversation going, right? And so I find um, that God is so willing. God is so willing and wanting to break in um, to our hurts, uh, to break into our, our, our even um, some of the cultural uh, misappropriation and damage that has been done, um, um, not just to the black community, but to different communities. He's wanting to break in, but how he chooses to do it, bro, hmm. is what we have to be sensitive to. Right. And so um, the conversations with the chief have been amazing. It's been amazing to see God at work. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing to see relationship now beginning to form. Uh, well, relationship forming from, the, from that first conversation and being able to bless him and that's being able to pray for him. And then for me, check this out, for me as a black man realizing that they have, just, have I, just as I have my own sphere that I kind of am walking in and have to walk through, the chief, so the, so the police, yeah. right? So now I have to have empathy. Wow. For for them, and and, and and then this is how God begins to, you know, um, Philippians two, right? In terms of that, this mind being you, mm. and 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 sometimes we are so we can be so caught up in our our rights mm. um, that 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 we we lose sight of the, the identity that we've been called. And I'm, so I'm grateful for Chief Gord really leading the way, bro. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yourself, I mean, blessed to, to the, what, you, what, you've, what you've done and, and what, what, what we've shared um, with him. But w the conversation with him, for me as a black man, I was just like, yo, this is not what I expected. Yeah. That's how the kingdom comes. Yeah. Yeah, and it was so beautiful, you know, just thinking about it, too, in, in, in the reality that, um, you know, both, if you, if the world likes at times now to think in sides, yeah. that both, both you coming in had a reason to have your back up, him coming in could have a reason to have That's your right. back up, yet he stepped in That's right. with no backup. That's right. That's right. And that, and that was, and that was, I think, so powerful. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really uh, taught me... It really ministered to me. It really ministered to me. And so I'm grateful for the conversations. And, you know, he wants more. Yeah. Um, he wants to continue this. And I know that we will. And I think that it's going to be such an inroad, um, not just for the black community, but for the church. Yeah. Um, for us to actually now be in relation with, 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 um, with Gord and, and just to be blessing him and be in partnership with him in terms of we are working with, we are working together. Yeah. 
yeah, to, yeah. to, to bring the, the peace of God into our community. It's amazing. It is. Jesus, um, just as we close, Jesus ends the beatitude. He says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they hmm. shall be called sons of God. This is the promise, That's right. right, to the peacemaker. This is about an eternal blessing as God's children in God's kingdom. This is an identity thing, something we've already talked about. Children, ambassadors, kings, and priests. God's peacemakers are not promised that they'll always have peace in the world. As something that then the next beatitude going to next week, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. So we're not promised peace in the world, but we are called to make peace and through our relationship with Jesus as we make peace, we are promised that we shall be called his sons and daughters. We find peace with God. So the blessing is one of identity and through Christ we have peace with God and are therefore sons and daughters of God who understand the true cost of peace and can therefore be peacemakers how Michael is this promise good news to you as you follow Jesus so Paul and Silas are whipped (laughs) persecuted Um, in a Philippian jail uh, we know that blood was still flowing from their wounds because it wasn't until later that the, the jailer came in. But in the middle of this jail, um, Acts 16 says at midnight, at midnight, they begin to pray and mm. they begin to praise. And um, we know the story of this earthquake happening and everyone being set free. I don't think they could have done that without the peace of God. Hmm. In the middle of a situation where there is none. Without the peace of God just reigning inside them. And so when Jesus says, my peace, Hmm. I give to you. Wow. (laughs) Not as the world is giving, but my peace I'm leaving. So before before he sends us out as peacemakers, he blesses us with his peace, his presence. Yeah. And he says, this is how you're going to be entering into situations that are absolutely crazy, that other people would, would, would run from, or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But because my presence, my peace mm-hmm. is with you, my, my tangible presence through the person of the Holy Spirit is with you, you are going to um, have, have a, 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 an anchor for your for your mind and for your heart in the midst of so and so even I mean I'm I, as I'm talking I'm, I'm thinking of you know so much like even when you go back to like slavery and some of how did how did people overcome and I mean you hear about songs that were coming up bro wow all these Negro spirituals coming up coming up we're still singing some of them today what's happening man there was a song in the middle of the storm but the song came from the presence the peace of God that, that, that he's so I just believe that as we Embrace the gift of Jesus' peace. First in our lives. Yeah. It's going to overflow, man. Yeah. There's going to be an exchange um, between, between, between brothers and sisters mm. as we embrace the gift of God's peace, the peace that Jesus alone can give. He's that this world is not, it, it can give you treaties or laws, but it cannot give you my peace. Wow. 
And so as we embrace that, bro, yeah. and just accept that gift because we need it. We're going through COVID. We need, we need our minds. We, we, we need peace, his mm-hmm. peace, right? And so I'm grateful for that gift. And I believe that as we embrace that gift, um, it opens up the way for us to, 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 to function and to operate and to flow in our identity as peacemakers. Mm-hmm. This has been so good. Amen. Michael, you've already blessed me and I'm sure our church community here so much. Could I ask you to close us in prayer? Absolutely. Um, commission us. Did you do that? Yeah. So, Father, we are so grateful, so thankful mm. on, this, on this morning that you have sent Jesus, the Prince of Peace, mm. yes. into the chaos of this world mm. to show us what the kingdom of heaven and the king of heaven looks like. Yeah. And we are so grateful that you did not just stop there. Mm. But then you, you offer us the very same peace that flowed through your son. Jesus said, my peace, I'm leaving with you. I'm hmm. giving this to you. I, I'm, I'm, I, am, I, am, I am giving you, bestowing you with this gift. Yeah. Because you're going to need it. <laughs> you're going to go through trials and you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through storms and you're going to need it. You're going to go through disappointments and you're going to need it. Yeah. You're going to go through heartache and a heartbreak but you're gonna need it. So Father, today we just embrace the gift of your peace. And we speak your peace, Father God, over those who are are watching and listening today and, and maybe their hearts are troubled. They're looking at COVID and they're troubled. They're looking at, 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 at racial disparity and they're troubled, God. But we say thank you that over it all and through it all, you still offer this gift of peace. Yeah. And it's a peace that this world did not give and the spiritual says this world cannot take away Mm -hmm. and so father we we bless the members of church of the city and anyone else who is watching this video father we we say thank you for your peace Mm -hmm. your shalom peace filling and touching every heart uh filling families that maybe are are on, 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 on today are, are, are filled with, with, with just um, division and dissension, yeah. God. We speak peace over families today. Mm-hmm. We speak peace, shalom, peace over marriages, God. May, mm-hmm. may your peace come in and mend marriages, Father God. Yeah. May your peace come in and, 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 and go to work at, at relationships maybe between, between parents and children, God. Yeah. We speak peace over the the leadership of this church and this awesome community. And we just say thank you, God, for for them being ambassadors, this whole community, ambassadors of your peace in Mm. this city and indeed around the world, God. Mm. So we say thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit and for the fruit of his peace being made evident and manifest in our lives. Hmm. And we love you, and we look forward to the day when peace will reign. Yeah. Peace will reign. Mm-hmm. 
Father, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.